And hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. As always, I am your host, Joel. Joining me is Matt and we are back again after a week away. Uh, a fan on Twitter was really nice to say, hey man, you know, I don't feel bad that you took a week off. You guys take so few weeks off. It's uh, quite the thing when you do. It is true though. Like last week was our first week off in quite a while. God, I think the last time we had to take a week off when there was just like no show period period was when you got like really bad food poisoning and i got like third degree burns on my leg yeah that was a while ago yeah i can promise it was nothing so bad this time everyone just uh just scheduling conflicts and by the time Mm -hmm. we could do it it was so late in the week we're just like we'd be rushing to get it up you probably wouldn't be getting it until like now yeah yeah so might as well just leave it and and probably better off for it because we had some quite big news break within that time period yeah, yeah, the show we have now I think is a lot stronger for it. You know, it's funny, you know, we're, we're getting all nostalgic now thinking of shows past. I actually went back and listened to episode, I think it was 183, because it was just when the quarantine was starting and we were just mm-hmm. talking about it and everything. And I'm like, when was this? Oh, this was five months ago. Fuck. <laughs> it's come up quick, hasn't it? Like, it's just, flo- this whole year is just flown by. It's a write-off this whole year. Yeah, yeah, this whole year. Again, as I say before, there should be a governmental program. Hey, everyone, we owe you one birthday, one summer vacation, whatever big <laughs> event you missed, we owe you one. <laughs> and you can legally do it. Which, man, speaking of, I don't know what the fuck is up with my area tonight, but there was, like, loud-ass fireworks, like, an hour ago. I'm probably, I don't know, celebrating Trump's tax returns or something, I don't know. <laughs> or some shit, I don't know what they were celebrating, you got me over here in Canada. I think, I think now is when they would usually have, like, the big fair, because I can remember, like, skipping school and going to it around this time, but they probably can't have a full fair this year, but they want to make some money, so they're probably just blowing up all the fireworks they have. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're just putting them all on a big pile, just burning uh, them. All the carnies are burning them. Might as well, gotta get it done, you know, got that big uh, space out there that they're not going to be able to use for anything. But it was just so fucking weird, because I'm like, what are you celebrating Sunday night at this time? There's nothing to celebrate. Go home, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so if you hear anything loud in the background that sounds like gunshots, it's not gunshots. It's just uh, it's just rednecks and their fireworks. <laughs> But and it, it could very well also be gunshots because it's rednecks. Eh, eh, you know, n- n- nature is healing the fireworks. They have to light the fireworks somehow, and they do that by shooting them. <laughs> oh man! See that would that would make me nice and armed. Where it's like, hey, is it like a video game if I just shoot the red barrels? <laughs> <laughs> they blow up real good. <laughs> uh, we got a nice full house here tonight on Twitch Sunday night, uh, a little after ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Pat Senior and Tevya and Gamma and Jaden and uh, all the all the warriors, Luis, uh, everyone here. There's other people too, but I just realized I didn't get my reading glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we've we've got all all the um all the uh, regulars, regular. Space Lord, Jaden, Crusadercon, Elmo X. So thank you everyone for coming and joining us here. I know we uh, were gone last week, but we promise we're not going to make a habit of that. No. So uh, yeah, how's uh, how's your week been, Matt? Not too bad, not too bad. Um, obviously, like, was it last? I can't fucking remember. I think it might have been like last week. We we got obviously the big PlayStation Five and Xbox. Yes, we haven't talked pre-orders. About that yet. I managed to pre-order one. I got one. Lucky. I uh, I did not even try because I, ne- <laughs> I I never do the pre-order stress. I'm just not 
built for that in general. I don't go with it. And also, too, where it's like, when's this come out? November? What else comes out in November? Oh, Cyberpunk and two Ubisoft games and everything else. I'm like, well, shit, if I save my money, I can buy all the games I want for around Christmas season. Maybe maybe I should do that. <laughs> I, I kind of lucked out in getting a pre-order because I, I stayed up to watch that that event they had yeah, yeah where they yeah. announced the prices and stuff um so that was at like six o'clock in the morning my time so i like watched that and i'm like hey, i'm gonna go back to bed for a few hours and i woke up like four hours later and like i just got on the internet and just like oh I'll have a look at like the local eb games and they had them up and i'm like what the fuck they they were meant to tell us like and i managed to snag one of the final uh digital editions nice, of the console nice. so i got also- that on pre-order I'm also probably going to be getting a digital edition myself because, honestly, uh, most games I buy now anyway, I buy the digital versions, and especially now in a day and age when uh, you don't know when you're going to be able to go to a store or be around people again. So maybe it's good that they can just, you know, beam the Sony goodness into your house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think as well, like, the, the the digital versions are a little bit cheaper than the physical now. They are. At, le- at least for me, it seems that Same. way. Like a hundred yeah. bucks cheaper. Yeah. Which that's another thing too, where it's like, oh, you know, they're five something. I'm like, oh, that's fairly, fairly reasonable. That's five American, Joel. Ah, fuck. <laughs> Everything is always American, so just s- slap two extra on top of that for you. I'm like, oh, goody. <laughs> also, too, if I get an next gen console, I really need to get a new TV first. Because mm-hmm. the TV I have here is old and busted. It's not even 4K anymore, but it still works. So I feel like I can't throw it away yeah yeah well yeah just keep using it until you like you really want to upgrade to like 4k maybe maybe like give it a little bit and like just wait yeah because if i'm gonna buy a new console i definitely want stuff to look good Mm -hmm. i mean like what was it uh uh ghost of tsushima and a couple other games they're like hey would you like to turn on the super cool visual mode i'm like i sure what sorry your tv is old so no (laughs) You can't have that. You can't play the game at its most optimal setting. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> bye bye. So yeah, I'm get the feeling that maybe for Christmas this year that'll be my gift to myself: buy a TV that can actually you know hang with these newer consoles. Yeah, yeah. The the four four K on like especially the PlayStation Pro um is is pretty damn good. So I'm intrigued to see what a console like when that's like the actual go to thing for the console. Yeah, yeah, like. for sure. Uh, it's funny, you know, speaking of all, like, you know, ooh, highly defined games and next-gen graphics and everything, the most fun I've had with a game in a very long time happened just recently. Uh, I got Hades on the Switch because it was, like, 10 bucks off. Holy shit, is that game fun. It does. It looks really cool. It is, man. I Here's the thing. I have never been one for roguelike games, and yet I freaking love this, and it is the most roguelike roguelike game ever. Yeah, yeah. It really is. It's from Supergiant, who did mm-hmm. Bastion and Pyre and Transistor. And hey, if you liked those games, good, because they grabbed stuff from all of those games and put it in this. Mm-hmm. Awesome. It's got a beautiful art style, uh, great Greek myth stuff going on for it. Uh, it is so much fun. You will die repeatedly, but unlike something in a Dark Souls or a Bloodborne or a Sekiro, <laughs> where you'll die and instantly feel bad, here you'll die and be like, oh, good, I died. Now I can go do the, like, persona, getting to know all the characters in the Underworld thing so I can get upgrades and gifts from them. It's the only game where I go, oh, nice, I died, cool. 
<laughs> that's awesome that's cool yeah they've really they really cracked the freaking code on that one hades hades is wonderful and so glad i can play it on my switch too yeah that i i need to get some new games for my switch because i i feel like it's it's just kind of been sitting there for a while i'm i'm waiting for that new hyrule warriors game to come out since it's kind of sort of like a sequel prequel to breath of the wild yeah i haven't played the first hyrule warriors yet i want to i had my eyes on the definitive edition but it's like a hundred bucks on amazon i'm like god damn it. i i don't know if it's like canon i know like zelda stuff is like like all up in the air about what's canon or not but yeah i don't think that first one is whereas this one's like an actual prequel i still haven't played og breath of the wild either and i need to because <laughs> everyone's like hey it's so great why why else would you own a switch if not to play this that was my first switch game i finished and i'm glad i did it was a really nice game and i'm looking forward to the sequel yeah, everyone, everyone's loving it, and I definitely want to check that out. I got to check that out, and I still got to check out the Mario Galaxy. In fact, what is it? Nintendo's like, hey, here's three classic Mario games you probably never played if you're a Sony kid. Get them now, but only for a short amount of time before we put them back in the Nintendo vault. I hate that that, that whole limited, limited time thing. It's so stupid. Mm-hmm. We need to create artificial scarcity, but, but they're digital. They exist right here. Yeah, but fuck you, though. <laughs> Yeah, but we want you to feel like you have to buy it. And also, because we're Nintendo, these games will never come down in price, so you have mm -hmm. to buy them full price. Yeah, we're our own publisher, so we can charge whatever we want. Man, Nintendo, you're, you're, you're lucky you make magical dreams as software. We never put up with you. <laughs> and your bullshit. But uh, yes, believe it or not, everyone, we are a comic book podcast, and we have about two weeks of comic book news for it to catch up on. Oh, lots of news absolutely so i guess we'll start things off here uh it was big news last week but uh still pretty big news now jonathan majors has been cast as kang the conqueror for ant-man 3 Ooh. Ooh, and i i'm really i'm really happy this guy is getting more work he's he's the lead on lovecraft country at the moment and Which i he's, have not seen yet but heard great things he's wonderful in it he's absolutely yeah. wonderful he was in another thing I really liked too. I was just looking at his IMDb, and now, uh, and now it's gone from my mind. <laughs> but yeah, he's a, he's a good actor, and also Kang. Uh, I know we've all been saying forever, you know, once they've done Thanos, where could they potentially go next? And considering that Ant Man literally opened the door for time travel to now have a time travel villain is interesting. I wonder if they will use him to basically shut the door on Pym Particle time travel and be like, no, you can't use this in any future movies to fix your problems. That was a one-time thing. I, I, I guarantee that's going to be the thing where, yeah, Kang will have found out that they used Pym Particles in the quantum realm to change the outcome of, like, Infinity War and all that sort of stuff. And then, yeah, that's how he gets involved in it and say, no, no, can't, not allowed to do that. Not allowed to do that. Defive Bloods, that's what I saw him in last. He was David mm. in Defive Bloods. Mm. which is really good probably my favorite spike lee movie in a while nice uh also you know obviously by bringing in a character like kang the conqueror people are very quick to say oh uh the fact that they cast majors did some very interesting colorblind casting could this potentially give us some insight into reed richards because kang is a distant uh, relative of the richards family in the comics is that something they're going to adopt here maybe i could see that i, I i'd actually like if they cast majors as reed as well yeah let him do double duty that would be very interesting casting i'm i'm sure the internet will handle that very well the same way they oh. handled it when they cast uh, the human torch for that fan four stick movie oh absolutely you know characters who's who usually are a different color 
yeah. when they are the character you know they can't be they can't be a black person they have to be the white person even even though their race really has no bearing on their <laughs> character whatsoever yeah. but uh according to internet racist it very much does but uh mm-hmm. yeah that's cool and also you know having such a big villain like this for ant-man I hope gets more butts in seats for Ant-Man. I mean, Ant-Man has never done poorly, but it just always feels like, you know, he's the little brother to the other bigger Avengers movies. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. <laughs> I just realized I said that little brother. Also, hey, thank you, uh, Benny G. Appreciated. Nice. Uh, yeah, so that's some cool shit. I wonder, do you think uh, that this is a, a chance for uh, you know the Marvel movie writers too to maybe uh, clean up some time travel related stuff? Because it feels like that's always how they used Kang in the comics for a while too, to be like, okay, let me come here to help retcon shit. Yeah, yeah, they're probably going to tie up a couple of the loose ends that were left over, like plot holes or something in uh, from Endgame and Infinity War, and maybe it also it might be a chance for them to like properly set out some time travel rules yeah because endgame were pretty fast and loose with what they were using as which like which type of time travel was the right one and everything i could also imagine and i really hope they do this keep kang around and let him just be the time cop that whenever stuff happens Mm -hmm. he just shows up yeah i I, well i think he might because isn't the Loki show? I, I I thought I might have heard some rumors about the Loki show involving time travel or some type. Because obviously we saw Loki and uh, Endgame kind of escape at the in um in the twenty twelve timeline. So that like leaves like a different timeline now. Could could go that way, and because Majors is also like a TV actor too right now, mm-hmm. maybe maybe he'll get a little crossover. Maybe he'll yeah. get to show up in a bunch of places. Yeah works uh works for me and uh yeah do you think uh what is it they're gonna color his face blue or do you think he's gonna actually have like a helmet i don't know yeah it would probably be like a like a like a middle where it's like a helmet and like i know like a light inside makes his face look Mm. blue or something or although in saying that that, that, that they marvel do like um putting like you know the the paint on the on the people and everything with like like gamora she's actually green and and all the stuff like that so i could see him like actually doing like a costume like he has in the comics yeah yeah i mean kang has always been one of those characters who walks that line of like are you cool looking or are you silly i can't (laughs) tell you're kind of both very 60s looking jack kirby-esque very 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 much so and also too hey Kang, a character before they retconned him to be related to Ramatut and some Fantastic Four stories, premiered in an Avengers story. He was very much of that ilk of villains of being, okay, we gotta create someone who's super powerful to fight the whole team. What's his thing? Um, 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 time travel, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it is interesting that he's gonna be first appearing in an Ant-Man issue, but it, but it kind of makes sense as well, because that's kind of where time travel and everything came out of. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, but but from what what we've heard, obviously we get an Ant Man and the Wasp back, but we also might be getting like stature, and like the mm. he could be a an enemy for the Young Avengers. That would be cool. Be like, oh, you know, in the future I'm from, I know you, Casey Lang, and da 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 da. Mm-hmm. Work some shit out like that. But yeah, should uh, should be cool. Cool casting. They got someone good for a character that could be very silly. Yeah. Uh, and on the same bent of casting, this one happened a little earlier in the week, but uh, Aldis Hodge was cast as Hawkman for the upcoming uh, Black Adam movie, or is probably going to be cast. I think it went from he might be cast to, nah, it's pretty much he's cast. 
I am really happy with that. I like Aldous Hodge and like the the roles I've seen him in. He was in The Invisible Man just recently mm-hmm. in a very, very hard-working supporting role. Yeah, yeah, he's great in those kind of supporting roles. Cause I think that's mainly all he's really had. I don't, I don't, can't remember him actually being like the lead of a, of like a film. Well, you know, that's the cool thing about superhero movies. If people really like your version of Hawkman, you might get a Hawkman sequel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will be interested to see like like which iteration of hawkman's origin they're having well they're they in that recent hawkman series they condensed it down to they're all canon and they all happened i Um, mean they've always been but yeah so it'll be really interesting to see what would happen i'd like if they they did something where it's like they make hawkman kind of like doctor who where like each incarnation Mm. is like a different actor interesting yeah huh he's and he's playing like the jsa version right the uh carter hall version there Mm -hmm. who yeah is he gonna be a guy with wings here and then later we'll do the no no no, you see there's this whole rich history of hawk people or will he just be a dude with wings yeah is he gonna be like an alien space cop is he gonna is he gonna be the egyptian pharaoh there's uh there's a lot of places they could go well you would think so because again black adam and everything Mm -hmm. who gets his powers from the egyptian pantheon Mm-hmm. yeah it makes sense they'd go that direction wouldn't that be something to eventually tie together also too hey so apparently you can cast a black man as Hawkman and no one complains it's only when you cast you know really more well-known <laughs> characters or villains people don't complain but you know if the next batman was to be black everyone would lose their fucking shit or again black stormtrooper black johnny storm but you know this is fine because <laughs> it's a lesser known character nobody cares about yeah yeah but they really should care because Hawkman is fucking awesome they should. Hawkman's pretty cool, you know. Just trying, just trying to stay stay one step ahead of internet racists out there. <laughs> got to, got to stay one step ahead, or ooh, ooh they'll get you. They'll get you. <laughs> oh man! So I watched that uh, John Hodgman show, Dick Town, just recently, and in fact, mm-hmm. there's a whole thing in episode one about a racist comic book fan who goes on a big long tirade, being like, "And these plus-sized black female cosplayers are doing a horrible disservice to the proud history of Aquaman." And I'm like, I laughed and <laughs> laughed, and then I got sad because I'm like, "Oh, Joel, you've met this person online several times. Like, they're trying to be like over the top with it, but the fact is, this is actually this way is very too real. real. <laughs> this is way too real. That's a funny show, Dick Town, and very short." <laughs> I think they're only like 11 minute episodes but yeah this is cool and also hey i guess this means that black adam movie is moving along now and actually really happening yeah it's weird ever since like fandom that like they, they've realized like oh people actually want this black adam film oh we oh yeah. we better start like like working on it because this has been in development for oh, like yeah. a decade Oh, yeah, at the very least, which, pff, man, again, in all their great corporate wisdom, huh? take a character people like, attach one of the most popular actors in the world, and, uh, no, nah, sorry, just don't, just don't see it. <laughs> again, as I said, it, it was as if, like, they, they saw, like, the numbers from DC fandom on, like, that Black Adam panel and be like, oh, pe- people actually want this. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure they do, and I'm sure that's another big reason why fandom was digital and everything so they can literally have the numbers and the analytics yeah, yeah. right there to look at yep have all the charts and everything yeah which is pretty cool but yeah so yeah sign me up for this one good good actor for a good role and maybe there'll be more to it who knows yeah does black adam have a director attached if they do i don't remember yeah because for some reason i keep thinking it's going to be the uh what's his name the guy who does uh shazam films because that would kind of yeah. make sense 
It would, wouldn't it? But I don't think uh, I don't think that's where they're going with it. The Rock is just going to like will the movie into existence. There's not going to yeah. actually be a director. He's just going to like like hype everyone up, and they're just going to point cameras at each other. He's going to flex his muscles like Flex Mentolo, and in doing so, <laughs> change reality so the movie exists. Already exists. It's already done, guys. That's how we're going to get around COVID. Now the Rock is just going to flex his muscles, <laughs> and movies will just be now. <laughs> Which, honestly, I'm thankful for that. <laughs> Everyone thank The Rock. When you go to bed tonight, be sure to say, thank you, The Rock. <laughs> and you'll hear his voice on the wind. You're welcome. Yeah. You'll see his face in the moon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fan art, please, of The Rock's face <laughs> in the moon. You're welcome. But he's given, like, the people's eyebrow. You're welcome. Oh, <laughs> uh, good shit, good shit. Uh. So some big trailers happened uh, last week too, Matt. Uh, ones that are, are very are pertinent uh, to our uh, interest. Yeah, yeah, they're very big trailers. Yes, the uh, first one was, of course, uh, The Mandalorian Season 2 coming sooner than I-, I expected. I know we've had the date for a while, but I'm just like, oh, that's sooner than I expected. Yeah, it's like uh, about a month away from today, I think. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, we got a whole trailer. Mm-hmm. Got the child of the Mandalorian going, looking for some Jedi. They're on the big Jedi hunt. Yeah, yeah. The, the, this trailer definitely sells like the, like the scope of the show now. Like like they've gotten past all the the introductions. You know who the Mandalorian is. You know who the child is. Now we can get out into the galaxy and explore weird and wonderful different worlds, like a and a water world with boats, which for some reason like really shocked a lot of people. Like people were shocked boats exist in the in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> You know, even though we've seen, like, you know, tree people with with bows and arrows and everything, but boats is what really shocked them. What? (laughs) Boats? I mean, I'm assuming not everyone can, you know, afford a starship, but I mean, why would you use a starship (laughs) for cargo if your planet was all water? Exactly. We also got a snow planet. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Do you think that's Hoth or just some other similar snow planet? (laughs) I don't. I don't think it's going to be Hoth. I. I think. I mean, it could be. It could be like um, the Mandalorian is on the trail of the Rebellion, and he's he's arriving at places they've been, but like right. he's like months, months out of date, like Hoth base, and it's all destroyed or something. But the other thing is obviously Ahsoka is going to be in the show. I could yeah. maybe see like because there's there's a part where he's with with the baby, and there's like some sh- destroyed ship in the background, and. I, I my mind immediately goes to oh is that that planet that Ahsoka ended on in season seven where she put the right. uh, dropped her lightsaber and everything? Oh, if he showed up on that, that would be yeah. crazy on that scene. Another one it would be maybe Ilium, because oh. this is just after just after episode six. So Ilium is still technically Ilium. It's not turned into Star Killer Base yet. Interesting, interesting. Uh... Do we know who Sasha Banks is yet? Because we see Sasha Banks ever so briefly in the trailer, and I love the Star Wars wrestling connection. <laughs> I don't think we do know who she is. I, I'm going to assume that, like, everyone seems to think that she might be, like, a good person, but I think maybe she's probably, like, an agent of age, of uh, Moff Gideon or something. She's wearing a very traditionally evil black hood, usually reserved for Sith mm-hmm. and evil people. Mm-hmm. Then again, she also disappears like a Jedi, too, so I don't know. No, I don't know. 
a lot of people just jump to the conclusion that maybe uh, she is Sabine. It's like, why? Because Sabine had different colored hair and she has different colored <laughs> hair. Well, I mean, maybe, but I don't think so. That would be an odd way to cast. It was like, oh, your hair, it's perfect. No, I just dyed it. Yeah, you're perfect. <laughs> really? This is how we're casting these now? All right. Uh, but uh yeah i'm uh, i'm still excited for mandalorian uh season two yeah it looks great here's uh here's hoping gina carano and a bunch of the other actors don't uh <laughs> stupid from here to that time oh well they've, i think they've already said as, as much stupid shit as they can yeah for real oh no what's that uh they all fell into the sarlacc pit really in between episode really wow they died on their way back to their home planet yeah <laughs> Is, is there any validity to the rumor, too, and you probably more plugged into this than I am, that, uh, what is it, the uh, the actor who plays uh, the Mandalorian, why is his name escaping me right now? Uh, Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. That he actually wanted to show more of his face this season, and they're like, no, you're you're the Mandalorian, you're the man with the no-no name, you gotta wear the helmet, that's part of the bit. No, no, there's, there's no validity to it at all. It all came from, like, some YouTuber who was a bone to pick with fucking right. Disney Star Wars because they, they ruined everything. And, yeah, you, I you thought know. it sounded weird because, yeah, I, I, people were telling me that. And I'm like, well, where is this coming from now? Again, why, why would he wear the helmet all the way through season one just to take it off in season two? Yeah, he even confirmed it on his Instagram with, like, a post with him in the helmet saying well, he's the good. Mandalorian. So, you know... <laughs> That's good. Oh man, speaking of speaking of helmets, uh, I'm sure you've seen it there. Uh, what is it? Um, uh, was it Carl Urban walking people around his nerd collection? Someone mm -hmm. pointed me to this video this week, and he's like, "Oh, and here's my helmet I wore in Lord of the Rings, and here's my dread helmet." The producers didn't let me have it at first. I tried to walk off set with it, <laughs> and they're like, "No, no, no, you can't have that yet. Two months. Got to wait two months." <laughs> I just love that idea that he has the helm and he's like, whenever we're ready, guys, whenever we're ready, we'll just go. Yeah, I'll, he's I'll got the whole ready. costume and everything ready. <laughs> any day now, they'll be calling any day now. <laughs> uh, that's good shit. Uh, the other big trailer, uh, of course, was for WandaVision. Again, also uh, for Disney+. Plus. In fact, I think these two shows uh, played a little bit of release date switcheroos. Yeah, yeah, I, I think... WandaVision, oh, WandaVision, I think, was meant to come out before this, but I think WandaVision is now coming out in, like, end of December, like, last week yes. of December, I think. Yes, it, it, the poster we have says, coming soon, but the actual, like, app and some other places have said end of December, which is probably a good bet. Yeah, I, again, this, I think Disney Plus is finally, finally starting to ramp up their content. They, they've actually got some stuff to show. I, I'll resubscribe now. <laughs> yeah, something new every month. Most appreciated. Uh, also, too, we were supposed to get the Falcon Winter Soldier show first, but we're getting this one first because apparently uh, this one was mostly filmed on green screens and back lots. So, you know, this one didn't have all the same virus fuckery yeah where uh, yeah i think falcon and winter soldier is still shooting i think they're heading to like the czech republic this week or something oh wow yeah well that's good i'm glad we get one of these out and i'm glad that they're uh that they're built in such a way where it's like no no no, we can actually move this one up one doesn't lead mm -hmm. into the other yeah well and it also like obviously um goddamn black widow got like pushed all the way back to goddamn what may next year yeah, that's right. I don't think I wrote that one down. But yeah, they finally said, you know what, fuck it, we're doing next year. We're hoping next year will be better than this year. Wonder Woman has not moved yet. No, no. It's actually kind of funny that um, Black Widow got pushed, pushed back all that way. Cause, and it, that's kind of like sends the signals like, okay, 
your uh, experiment with Mulan did not work. <laughs> Maybe yeah. if you did it with Black Widow first, it would have worked. <laughs> Maybe people would have cared a little more. But also, hey, on the upside, that means uh, that these TV shows now, all eyes are going to be on them because we mm -hmm. haven't had a big superhero blockbuster this year. This has been the first year since, like, what, 2008 where there hasn't been one? Yeah, a, a whole decade. Yeah, wow, which is shocking to think that, you know, these uh, these big water cooler moments, you know, these things that get people out of their house and make a billion dollars, now you're going to be watching the app. So, you know, hopefully that means uh, WandaVision gets more eyes on it, because it looks wildly creative, does it not? Oh, it looks fantastic. I, I love the whole kind of like Twilight Zone, mm. really kind of like uncomfortable, like 1950s comedy Pleasant sort of. Yeah. yeah, it looks great. It looks so cool. Oh, is the chat saying Birds of Prey happened this year? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And I guess New I, Mutants, which I still haven't seen. Eh, New Mutants doesn't count. I didn't even think it came out in cinemas here, or at least I never heard about it coming New, out in cinemas. New Mutants never came out. Come on, we all know. Some people say they saw it, but they're lying. It never happened. <laughs> and when it's done, we're definitely going to say it never happened. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I like this one. This looks to be like a mind bendy sort of thing. What's uh, what's our over under on this? Do you think uh, did Wanda create a new world a la House of M, or is this like taking place in like Vision's mind? Is this him like trying to rebuild his memories, and this is just his uh, fucked up way of seeing things? Well, people did find like evidence in the trailer that this is kind of like a House of M situation with like Wanda probably I don't know grief stricken or something in Vision's death creating a or inadvertently creating a um uh, alternate dimension or something right. with her powers that are magic it's funny someone pointed that out to me where they're like man you know they had so many movies with scarlet witch and never once did they buckle down and explain her powers i'm like oh yeah i guess they didn't well, the, well her powers technically came from the the mind stone experiments yeah and the experiments and everything but again they never explained how or why or what is chaos magic and the fact that we're going to get this and apparently she's going to be co-starring in the next uh doctor strange movie maybe we're going to finally get some answers on that yeah again again it feels like this is this series is going to lead into doctor strange right. uh so i imagine this is when we're gonna like find out that yeah, she yeah. she she's like oh like yeah you were infected by the the mind stone but it just like heightened your powers that you're that already existed right you are you are always homo magi yeah or something like that uh, oh uh, monica rambeau was in the trailer too for a minute mm -hmm. all grown up and she looks to be dodged by some sort of uh government agency maybe it's shield maybe it's not we don't know it it's sword oh you think yeah it, no it actually is sword Oh, we actually know 100% that it's sword. Yeah, there's there was like photos uh, of the set and one of them was wearing like a, a uniform that had a sword patch on it. Oh, that's good. Well, I, again, I had it on later in the list, but this is a perfect segue. Apparently, Samuel L. Jackson is also being pegged <laughs> for some sort of new Disney Plus show. Do we think it's going to be Agents of Sword now? Do we think that's how they get around doing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. again, but different? Well, yeah, I mean, that's where he was set up in that uh that's that, true that credit scene in was it far from home that's right absolutely do we do we think those two fun uh what is it those two fun scrolls we saw at the end of homecoming and everything else you think or uh, far from home do you think they're gonna get to stick around i hope so i hope they get more ben mendelson's talos involved i loved yeah, him 
Yeah, come on. Ben Mendelsohn Talos. Let that be a recurring character. Let him be on the show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with that, too, uh, maybe Monica Rambeau will be on sword for this. Maybe this is, like, part of a recruitment thing. Like, hey, we need you because we're starting the sword division or something. Maybe that'll be the post-credit for these shows. Yeah, yeah. Well, I imagine the show, it, she's definitely going to get her powers in the show because uh, in the trailer, it looks like she gets, like, I know, blasted out of, like, the 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 like pleasantville reality into like the, the the marvel reality yeah yeah so yeah i imagine she'll she'll be coming and getting her powers and everything that'll be cool that will be cool the chat is mentioning too obviously now that we have scrolls and everything do you think this show will work to try and maybe set up uh hulkling and wiccan because we basically have so much other stuff set up for a young avengers style team either a show or a movie I could see that. I could see them bringing in Hulkling and everything, and then you build to Empire. Yes, yeah, exactly. You finally do Empire <laughs> this this early, because yeah, like the story here that they're kind of basing this on also happened in the comics, where they kind of have kids and then they exist, then they stop existing, and then she kind of goes crazy, but then they kind of come back and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it's a whole, it's a whole big thing for her. I wonder if that would be too much to put in the show. But I don't know. It's like, are, are these just going to be miniseries? Or, like, if they're popular, are we going to get, like, season two of WandaVision, season two of uh, Winter Soldier, uh, Falcon? I don't know. Yeah, well, I feel like they're probably, like, one and done's And, like, they're like they're like a miniseries to, like, a, an ongoing, basically. Right. And, and whereas, like, they'll just catch us up on, like, big details that, like, the movies can't really go into. True. Or don't and- have the time to go into. And also, too, it's not like there's not new stuff coming down the pipeline, no. like Moon Knight, like She-Hulk, and like mm-hmm. uh, Miss Marvel, too. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're not uh, sparse on any content or anything. No, no, they're not hurting at all, and that's not even counting the stuff I'm sure they're going to be announcing after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so that's some good shit there all across the board uh, for the new Marvel stuff that we're going to be seeing fairly soon. Now, what else do we got going on? here oh uh just some good news here not really a lot to talk about but harley quinn season three was finally officially announced last week announced after dt fandom (laughs) yeah after all of that hey you know what would have been a perfect time to do this well the fact is it was down to the wire i i talked to the freaking producer himself and he didn't know (laughs) so they were you know we felt it took forever to figure out if this show was coming back imagine how these poor motherfuckers felt they're like are we gonna have a job after this yeah I, again it just shows you like just how much like of like tv and movies isn't really like thought out in advance like mm-hmm. it is often like as you say comes down to the wire like last yeah. minute sort of cancellations or renewals or anything like they try and sell themselves as this beautiful well-oiled machine but we know it's not <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah although like just speaking of like shows are renewed and canceled i think supergirl is finishing up in its sixth yes. sixth season that's right i didn't put that on the list but yeah you're right yeah and it kind of makes sense we've got a superman show coming out yeah i mean supergirl had a pretty goddamn good run no one can take that away Ooh, from con- the show. considering it started off as like a show that wasn't on the cw yeah, and that's was true. like that first season is pretty fucking awful as well I, I i always tell people don't watch the first season watch the second season second season is actually season one <laughs> the fact that it was actually able to survive that and keep on going and even spin <laughs> out a superman who was popular enough to get his own show yeah yeah is pretty damn solid but yeah harley quinn is back uh, i know we had talked about it before but apparently the big sticking point as to why they didn't announce uh, season three right away all came down to budget for its new master which is going to be the hbo go app okay 
And I'm like, oh, oh, I hope this isn't going to be a Young Justice situation where they come back and the show is a lot shittier and cheaper looking. If only they had $70 million to give to the, to these people. If only, you know, wouldn't that I don't know nice? where they'd find that $70 million, but, you know, they, there's all these projects that kind of deserve them, but uh, yeah. You know, because it's like a property that people really like and got great buzz and everyone was talking about and, you know, everyone was super into you know, it would be nice to be able to give that some money. Because, I mean, you know, it's either that or give it to something that already failed once. Or not once, like three times in a row. Mm, yeah, depending on how you count it. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm super stoked for more Harley Quinn. Uh, I think the team on that show is so freaking awesome. And I'm not just saying that because the producer came and talked to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it is a really good show. And, yeah, it's, it's, it I think it's criminally underrated and went under a lot of people's radars. And I'm glad it's getting a season three. And the fact that, it, you know, it survived, you know, basically the death of the app that created. That's another thing we didn't talk about. DC Universe is now DC Universe Infinite. Are you guys still doing shows now? No, we made some good shows and other networks took them. Yeah, yeah. I, again, we, we called it like like the, the week the app was announced. Like this app. Right. W w did this app even last a year? I want to say... Maybe, maybe like, just just over a year. Maybe just over a year because there was like it, it didn't really get rolling for a bit because these shows yeah, yeah. Didn't, it didn't launch with shows. No, no, yeah, yeah. It, oh my god, it, I, you could tell it was going to go this way. And why didn't they just do this to begin with? Just do like like your answer to DC Old Unlimited. Yeah, because we we wanted to be part of the app game. We wanted to be big boys too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but man, you know, if we, if we want to talk about the baton average for the DC Universe app, this show that was excellent, Doom Patrol that was excellent, mm -hmm. Swamp Thing that was pretty goddamn good but got canceled before its time, oops. Mm -hmm. And then that Titan show, which I don't give a fuck about, but people like. So, you mm -hmm. know, hey, three, three out of four ain't bad. <laughs> yeah, and then all those shows like went on to like, like almost immediately just like snapped up by Ella other uh, networks hbo i think took like basically doom patrol i think that's probably yeah. probably one of their um uh the their deciding factors they realized that like, everyone was watching doom patrol on like hbo go go or something you know yeah on something else other than the actual app it was built for oh and young justice season uh season three yeah that too yeah which is pretty good but also not, not as good as the first two seasons, <laughs> if we're going to be honest. And that, that fucking kills me to say. Like, don't <laughs> don't think, like, oh, Joel's being a negative asshole. No, that kills me inside to have to say that after wanting it for so long, season three wasn't as good as season one and two. <laughs> Again, if only these apps had some money to blow on these things and if not blow, on, blow $70 million on other things that failed That's already. Well, you know, people have been yelling at us on social media, and so we're going to listen to the yelly people is what we're going to do instead of, you know, putting money behind things that are proven to be good. <laughs> hey, that's why we're not big-time uh, executives and entertainment company presidents, Matt. <laughs> yeah, we have morals, and we understand that the, the, we have our finger on the pulse of the kids. Man, <laughs> man, we'd be run out of that town so quick. What do you mean putting good money on good projects? What do you mean not throwing good money after bad? What do you mean? <laughs> Get out of here, you chowderheads. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, su super stoked for uh, Harley Quinn season three. It'll be interesting too to see the show come back because this will be the first season that they haven't created in a bubble. Again, people forget season one and season two were made back to back, so they weren't able to actually like uh, comment 
on what the fans were saying and what the greater uh, zeitgeist was saying about the show. Now they can. Oh, I'll, I'll be interested to see the quality of the show as well, because obviously those the, those two seasons were made together and they 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 looked really really good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is like a couple of years removed from that, and like yeah. they probably don't have a lot of money for it. Or at least not as much as they did, because again, mm-hmm. animation is expensive, and they yeah. don't want to spend that money, which is such a goddamn shame. Especially in light of something like Netflix, who are like, "Yeah, we like took some of the biggest animators out there right now and gave them money to make their dream projects, and that's just what we're doing now." Yeah, here's a Dragon's Dogma series. Here's a Castlevania series. Here's a his Resident Evil movie. Hey, uh, regular show guy, do whatever you want. Hey, uh, Book of Life guy, do whatever you want. Yeah. Hey, uh, Dragon Prince, uh, renewed for multiple new seasons. <laughs> and those are all great, by the way. Those are all wonderful shows. Yeah. I would just like to see other people get behind that. Then again, that's not to say, you know, Netflix are saints in this situation. It's like, oh, you like that BoJack Horseman, huh? Cultural milestone, huh? What's that? The uh, studio is trying to unionize? This will be the last season. Yeah, they, they like canceling their, their shows that, um, uh, that, that do very well for some reason. Yeah. Remember American Vandal? God, I loved American Vandal. I, I am still not over Netflix for fucking canceling that. God damn it. Why did no one else pick that show up? That feels like yeah. a no-brainer for anyone else to pick up. Or not even that. I'm surprised, like, the guys behind it, like, didn't continue it on in, like, I don't know, a YouTube series or yeah. something. Because that's the joke. In fact, make a joke about it in the series. Yeah, we got picked up by Netflix and it was really good, but then they dropped us, so now we're doing it online and everything's cheaper and shittier now. <laughs> And, like, that would be the joke for season three. <laughs> yeah, as Tevye says as well, they cancelled Altered Carbon, which, again, won't forget them for. I, that was I a, never such a good fucking goddamn show. I never got into Altered Carbon because I'm like, ooh, they're going to be cancelling this any day now. Oh, and I guess that Dark Crystal show, too. Oh, I never watched that one. But it did Either look good. Did. I like the idea of, like, the puppets and everything. For real, yeah. I'm glad puppetry is being kept alive and well somewhere. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, some more comic news coming down the pipeline. Uh, we keep saying, you know, in January, everything is going to be changing for DC. Once Death Metal is done, don't be shocked if they do some sort of major reboot. Uh, Jim Lee is saying, no, it's not a reboot. It's not a thing, but it's a crisis, and you always reboot after crisis. Yeah, well, yes, no, maybe. Uh, it's called Future Shock 2021. <laughs> Again, this is 5G just renamed. And I, I actually... I thought about it and someone on, I think it might've been on a discord or on Twitter actually, um, kind of made, like made what I was thinking into an actual sentence. And that is like, I wonder if they wonder if like they, they just didn't call it 5g because of this whole fucking pandemic thing with the whole fucking people yeah. thinking 5g gives you coronavirus and everything. Yeah. It's like, Oh yeah. It's not, not going to, yeah, yeah. It's not going to be good putting out an event called 5g. I mean, as we've already seen with Shattered Generations and everything else, it's like, oh, so you're you're definitely recycling these stories. Mm-hmm. You're not letting these go to waste, even though mm-hmm. you took two months off. You're not writing anything new. You're just calling it something else and probably making minor changes to it. Yeah, it's still absolutely happening. I don't understand why people keep saying it's dead. It's not. It's just been rebranded rebranded renamed and yeah even the name future state it's like what does that mean are we going to be jumping into the future are new people going to be filling the voids hey that sounds a lot like what you were doing for 5g no it's not again yeah yeah it sounds all exactly the same 
And again, we could be totally proven wrong. I don't know. Maybe future state is we're bringing back future's end, but <laughs> this is the continuation of that that hit story. Man, if that's the case, there you'll hear Canadian YouTuber takes a long walk off short pier. <laughs> <laughs> but it's summer, so he was fine. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, no word on what future state is. It's I've been calling it future shock for the longest time. I didn't know it was actually future state until I look at this right now. I've been saying the wrong thing. I'm I'm sure I've heard of a future shock story. I'm sure yeah. there's a future shock story out there. I'm I'm sure there is. Judging solely just by what we've seen, uh, say that it's not just a recycling of five G like we're pretty sure it is. What what do you think future state could possibly be, Matt? If we had to put on our thinking caps and think real hard. Well, again, like you look at the name and like you immediately think of like the stuff the five G was going to do. It it future state. It sounds like it's going to go to the future. Yeah, exactly. it could be something as well tied in with like the Legion or something. Oh, that's right. We brought them back. Maybe do something with them. Same like how we brought back the JSA around the same time. Maybe mm-hmm. do something with them. Yeah, have it be have it be a big time travely event crisisy thing. Yeah, no, but I I think it is definitely related to this whole like um in that detective book we got that that first part of the generation story. Mm. And there is something going on with like the timeline being destroyed or something that changes the future or something. Right. And is that just the beginning of it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, there's a bigger time-based villain and oh, we need to come together. And oh, no, time is changing around. Just look, Cyborg is back on the Teen Titans. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. We've got a uh, the first Batman. We've got, you know, uh, a, uh, a Superboy as a Superman or something something like that yeah huh i guess we'll wait and see for this but yeah future state which the the font and even the colors here reminds me of batman beyond actually are they gonna finally do something with batman beyond (laughs) yeah what's been happening in that book (laughs) they finally canceled it oh really yeah it stuck around for way fucking longer than i thought I don't yeah. know anyone who was reading that book or had anything no. nice to say about it. Yeah, it was just like a book that was there, and I think it was just coasting on that name. Clearly, it just it just existed. Yeah. Remember when it was Tim early on? It's like, yeah, we sent Tim Drake to the future, and he'll be Batman Beyond. Mm-hmm. Because we don't know what to do with Tim, and then we got rid of him. Actually, Dr. Manhattan got rid of him, <laughs> and then it was Terry again, and then still nobody cared. <laughs> It's a hell of a thing. So, uh, yeah, that's future state, everyone. Not future shock. But, you know, <laughs> if they want to pay me for future shock, they can. <laughs> uh, what else we got going on here? Oh, here's something for you. A new MODOK comic book miniseries is going to be coming soon, co-written by Pat Oswalt and also the guy who's going to be writing the MODOK TV show. So that thing's actually getting a hell of a push now, considering that all the other shows that were supposed to come out for Hulu got the axe. Yeah, isn't Pat Oswalt also voicing the character in that sh- animated show? I do believe so, yes. Yeah, oh, I, I'm, I'm all for that. I, I look forward to that. It'll be pretty cool. He's, he's a very, very funny man, Pat Oswalt. Good voice actor. He was mm-hmm. the, uh, what is it, the Deep's Gills on The Boys this season. <laughs> yeah. Happy the Unicorn and Happy. I mean, he gets around. Mm-hmm. Getting, getting all of his reps in. Also, too, I noticed in this story and even in the thing, MODOK isn't an acronym anymore. This was true in the video game, too. So MODOK is just MODOK now. Yeah, it's just like a name. It's just a name. Why, why did they get rid of the acronym part of it? I don't know. I'm sure there'll be a reason. <laughs> 
I, I kept waiting for that when I was playing the video game. I was waiting for Kamala to say in Biggin. I was waiting for Avengers Assemble, and I was waiting for MODOK to give a whole speech on why he's the da-da-da designed only for killing, but no, we didn't get that. No, yeah, he's just, he's not called MODOK. Oh, he is called MODOK in the game, but he's not. He just decides the name apropos of nothing. I'm yeah. MODOK. Well, if you're going to pick a name, don't pick a silly name. <laughs> Like, Modoc has always been silly, and the only way it's not silly is that it's an acronym. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, all right. I mean, hey, more superhero animation, more superhero comedy. I'm down for it. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see, to be like, okay, is this going to be as good as Harley? Will this be able to, you know, keep up with it? And if it does good, will it get a second season? Or because Marvel television is handled by different people now, are they like, no, 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 you finish this and then you're done? Yeah, um, it, I mean, it, because it's animation, it might get a pass. Whereas, like, yeah. my, a lot of these other shows were kind of like uh, live action, like that Hellstrom one. I think they were too far along in filming to like just scrap it, so they're just yeah. like, ah, just dump that. <laughs> I cannot believe that is still coming. Do you do you have any interest in Hellstrom, Matt? <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna maybe give it a watch, but like, like, why, 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 why did they make a Hellstrom show? When I think about that, I'm like, man, there's so many hours in the day that i can't even feel watching the stuff i want to watch <laughs> why would i feel like trying to watch hellstrom i started watching that pen one five show too because the second season came out and everyone's really in love with it it's a great show that it's wow man that show <laughs> captures awkwardness it, it it's it's so fucking great isn't it it is a pinpoint laser yeah. of awkward teenage energy. And, like, the, the, the word cringe is thrown around a lot. And it is cringe comedy, but it's, like, a very realistic, believable mm -hmm. cringe comedy. Like, you hurt for these characters because you have seen people like this and maybe even been like that in your life. And it even goes past the point of, like, oh, you know, it's funny because it's, like, you know, teenage boner comedies, but, like, from a girl's point of view to being, like... I think one of one or both of these girls might be mentally ill. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, it's it's left very ambiguous, and I think you're meant to think that as well. Yeah, and then like I did some research on. I'm like, no shit, these women are 33, and the kids yeah. are actually young, and they like do a bunch of shot reverse shots to get around it. I'm like, that's funny. <laughs> that's really funny. But yeah, Modoc, everybody, it's coming at some point. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to a to a Same. comedy series. A comedy series is always usually pretty good. Yeah, superhero animation does well on my mm -hmm. channel, so maybe I'll even review the Modoc. <laughs> the Modoc. Let me tell you about the Modoc, and it's getting a comic tie-in too, written by the same people. Wouldn't it be hilarious if the comic did better than the show? <laughs> also, I wonder how they would like try and make it different and everything, so they're not just repeating themselves. Well, maybe that might be a joke. <laughs> yeah, really. Where it's like, why do we need this tie-in? This tie-in makes no sense. <laughs> Uh, speaking of, uh, Marvel stuff that you thought was dead, but they're actually knocking the dust off it, uh, Marvel UK's The Union is set to re-debut in December, if you'll recall, they were part of, uh, one of the many, many Empire books that got cut and we thought were gone forever, but no, The Union is coming back. It's very strange that they I don't know why they're doing these Empire tie-ins after the fact. Clearly, they were supposed to be important. Like, the She-Hulk one is important to Ewing's Immortal Hulk, so it had to come out. And I guess they have big plans for the Union, too, as a new UK-based uh, super team that they wanted to keep it going. I guess so, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it definitely looked like a fun concept, and the designs mm-hmm. were pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, I remember when we first saw saw this way back when Empire was first announced, and it did look really cool. Yeah, and they even did like a good job unveiling each and all of the members where it's like, oh, you know, this one's from Ireland, this one's from Wales, this mm-hmm. one's from et cetera, et cetera. And this cover right here, we see them beating up Union Jack. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh, is this some kind of Brexit story where it's like, damn you, Union Jack, you left us. <laughs> is that is that the whole point of this? Are we making some sort of Brexit allegory? I'm not sure. I mean, we it, it, maybe. What, what, what book was it? Oh, it might have, it might have, uh, yeah, no, it was back in, um, uh, was it War of the Realms where, um, we, we kind of got like the opposite where like the, the American heroes were only defending the American states and weren't helping yes. out the rest of the world. And it could be like an opposite of that. That was the Squadron Supreme. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The Squadron Supreme of America, who we have mm-hmm. not seen in Avengers for a bit, but yeah, they were like the ultra right wing uh governmentally controlled heroes mm-hmm. by Coulson. We still haven't heard much about that yet. No, not yet. Yeah. So yeah, I mean I'll definitely check out the Union. It looks to be a fun concept. I like uh geographically specific super teams. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say, where's my Canadian team? It's like, Joel, you have a Canadian team. They're the Great Lakes Avengers, eh? <laughs> Or you got your uh, Alpha Flight, eh? Isn't that good enough? I'm like, they're fine, I guess. <laughs> Alpha Flight doesn't exist anymore. It's Sword no. now. <laughs> yeah, it's all Sword. That now. was another book that got announced as well, Sword by Al That's Ewing. right. I didn't put this down, but you're absolutely right. And in fact, the creation of that new Sword book is tied very deeply to the X of Swords that mm-hmm. came out this week and the End of Empire. I think we, I think we even called that. We basically did where it's like, wouldn't it be cool if, and then it totally happens. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's great. I'm really looking forward to that sword book. I'm down for it, yeah. But again, God damn it! how many X-books can we have? Can you cancel some of these X-books so I can shuffle new X-books in? I can't read all of them. No, you ha- you have to read all of them for this that's, event because it's 22 fucking parts long yes which it's like no this is this is why we did this everyone because we have such good memories of age of apocalypse when we got people to pick up every x-men book and we want to do it again in 2020 (laughs) read them all i wonder how important what's happening in each individual book will actually be somehow i feel it will be kind of important just because of like like what what the what the whole like quest is for that yeah, for we'll, that whole story we'll talk it was about like each that of, each of them will be taking a sword or something yeah when we actually talk about x of swords but uh yeah so there's the union you're getting your union after all so pay your dues because the union is coming <laughs> that should be their catchphrase we're here for union dues or something <laughs> uh all right what else do we got going on here uh Oh, Thanos set to return for the Eternals. So, hey, if you were thinking of sleeping on that new Eternals book uh, because it's connected to the movie, don't. Because, hey, we got Karen Gillan and the Die Guys all back together. And also, Thanos is returning to be the villain for this. And I guarantee you it'll tie into whatever Donny Cates is fucking building to and his Thor book. 100% because we now know Donny Cates has actually been telling one big super story this whole time. It all <laughs> comes back to Thanos. Yeah, it all it all comes back to him and his infinity hammer. I, I actually tried to figure this out. I'm like, okay, how long was Thanos actually dead this time? Mm-hmm. I think it was about a year because, like, technically Gamora killed him mm-hmm. in Infinity War. Remember that story? Yeah, Infinity Warps and then... yeah. 
and then he wasn't yeah, really dead. Yeah, he was brought back to life because he was in Star Fox's body in right. the, in his Guardians run in uh, Donny Cates' Guardians run. Yes, and then they tried to uh, what is it, uh, Hella? Because they were dating at the time, tried to resurrect him, and then it failed. And then I guess he died for real. But now I guess he's finally back for real now. Yeah, and then that's what Thor saw at the in a couple of issues ago in Thor. Right at the whole big end of the world. So yeah, about about a year. That's not bad. That's <laughs> <laughs> better than most. Better than most. He stayed dead for about a year. I wonder through what chicanery he will return. Because it looks like Eternals is going to be digging into that. The fact that hey, we don't die. Wonder if maybe yeah. Wonder if maybe like because the Eternals right now are dead. They yes. they've been dead for a while. Since um, the beginning of Aaron's Avengers. So I wonder if because Thanos is technically an eternal i wonder if maybe something will happen where like the eternals are brought back by like say i don't know someone wishing them to come back to life but because because they said bring back the eternals it brings back thanos as well he just he just hitches a ride he's in the afterlife hey you guys are going back hey can i come because the technicality (laughs) yeah technical yeah it's like the fucking dragon balls he gets wished back on a technicality (laughs) (laughs) oh that's funny but uh yeah hey they were sure to tell you that Thanos is in this because they really want you to pick up Eternals because they really want to make new Eternals comics, everybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was picking up the book anyway because it's fucking Eternals. Eternals are awesome. They've they've done just enough now where it's like, hey, Karen Gillan's right. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool. I love Die. I'll check this out. <laughs> you, you got me, Marvel. I'm a simple man. You got me. <laughs> uh, what else did we have going on here? Uh, ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. Oh, hey, uh, the boys, we've been enjoying that uh, this season. We alluded to it earlier on in the show, and apparently it's been doing so well on Amazon. Uh, it's getting a spinoff. Yeah, I, 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 there, there are weekly uh, schedule for the episodes has been paying off greatly. Yes. Indeed. Uh, it's going to be a superhero uh, high show, basically. It's going to be a school run by Vought that uh, kind of gets children in there and teaches them the ways of corporate superheroism. And uh, honestly, that sounds pretty solid and actually pretty close to what they've already set up in the show. Yeah, I, I am really looking forward to it. If it gives us more of this world, more world building, I'm all for it. I wonder, will they start working in maybe some of the uh, X-Men related characters from uh, the Ennis book? Because that was like arc two. They go after like the X-Men stand in. So it would be funny to see some of those characters show up. That'd be cool. I wonder if maybe they'll work in like characters like uh, that we've heard about on, on the on the boys like Tech Knight. Yeah, yeah, who's the handsy teacher. Yeah, there you go, or something like that. Like, literally, again, you know, you Ennis never met a low-hanging fruit that he didn't try and pluck, and I think his whole X-Men thing is like, oh, you know, it's the X-Mansion, uh, but it's really like the Neverland Ranch, and like, oh, you know, what if uh, what if Professor X was a diddler, but he was so charming? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the U-Men, thank you, that's what they were, Jane. Even the name, the U-Men, Ennis wasn't trying very hard. I th- I think two seasons in, I can just come out and say the boy show is better than the book now. Oh, it absolutely is because it 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 I, again. I think as someone in the in our chat here pointed out, it uses edgy and darkness as like a seasoning. Yes, it's actually trying to have some depth and some complexity, and it's still a dark comedy, but it's not a farce. And also, thank mm-hmm. you, uh, Blue Cold Day, for that. Much appreciated. Thank you. 
And uh, also, too, unlike the book where it's like, well, I can see where this is going. The show, I don't know where this is going. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, we've got, I think, two episodes left of this this new season. And yeah, it just like every every week is just something fucking new. I, I love what they're doing with Homelander. I love how more unhinged he's becoming. Oh, yeah. Like th- this week, we, we got like some shit I never thought we'd see. We got fucking love sausage. <laughs> Uh, I never sure thought we, I never thought we'd fucking see that on TV. Change the powers, but we got Terror the Dog the episode before that. And now we actually <laughs> got the Love Sausage, which is pretty fucking dope. Yeah, and it was a great, great scene as well. I fucking loved it. <laughs> uh, also, you, you gotta love too. Hey, look, we cast Sean Ashmore, the Ice Hero from the X Men movies, and made him our Fire Guy hero, and we gave him a lighter thing like Pyro from the X Men movies. Yeah, and they even made his story, like Lamplighter's story, a lot better absolutely yeah again depth and complexity to a character that was throwaway and did not have depth nor complexity yeah and it makes me think oh he's you know probably gonna join the boys maybe yeah it looks like he might stick around and also a reminder too that this show most definitely takes place in canada because look we got hard-working canadian character <laughs> actor sean ashmore in here <laughs> at first i thought he was just another orderly i'm just like oh yeah yeah the show's in canada so they're getting hard-working canadian actors and thankless roles oh no wait he's the lamplighter no shit <laughs> even lamplighter's costume looks kind of like uh arrow's costume which was also filmed in canada i wonder if that was also intentional i like i like when they first first reveal him in costume and everyone's fucking laughing at him because it is a funny looking costume <laughs> It sure is. I like to butcher back then. He's just slightly cleaner. He's still yeah. His hair is just slicked back a little bit. <laughs> he just combed his hair. That's all he did in that time. Like even <laughs> when butcher was normal, he was still rough around the edges, <laughs> which I thought was fun. Uh, also, hey, butcher didn't really wear like Hawaiian shirts and shit in the comic does carl urban just do that in real life because i've seen him on like a couple shows and everything now and i'm like was he trying to dress like the character or does he just like normally dress like that i think he just normally dresses like that i think that's a cool design choice for butcher as well it is like a casual but hawaiian shirt yeah he's he's business but he's also casual absolutely because in the comics too everyone dressed like butcher that was the uniform (laughs) of the boys they were all like friggin trench coat kids yeah yeah which is funny because i'm just like you know was that ennis almost making fun of himself being like every character i've ever written in comics was some badass trench coat guy be it hitman be it the punisher so now everyone wears trench coats (laughs) that that's just the uniform hmm so that's interesting. Uh, but yeah, so boy spinoff. I'm actually excited for it. I think there's some interesting places they could go with it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And it, it says it's being fast-tracked, so we could see it very soon. We could. So yeah, there's uh, there's that piece of news there. Another another reason to keep your Amazon account a bit longer. <laughs> yeah, well, as well, we've got that uh, Lord of the Rings show apparently happening that's soon. That's right. I forgot about that. I forgot that was a thing. Yeah uh so yeah i guess with that done that was pretty much all the news this week everyone lots of lots of stories to catch up on from this week and last week Mm-hmm. Uh, i guess we can talk about what we read this week i read how many books did i read one two three four i only read five books this week i was kind of slacking a bit i i read a couple i read quite a few okay well we'll try and catch let's just try and catch up on the ones from this week if we can mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the big one and the one that we kind of alluded to was, of course, X of Swords, which finally came out with X of Swords creation, number one. Yeah, and boy, this was a jam-packed issue. There's probably more story per page in this one book 
than like most other books I've read, like all together in like collected volumes. Yeah, and I and I would say as well that the two preludes that we got before this are kind of required reading. Yes, they are. Yeah, because they they explain so much stuff as well. I uh, I feel like a bit of a dumb fuck for not actually keeping up with Excalibur because holy <laughs> shit was Excalibur important? Important how book. writes this. Yeah, yeah. She, she and she and Hickman share the byline on this, and it it, it shows it 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 shows it's, it's very important. All the stuff she's been building with like the Starlight Citadel mm. and uh, Lady Opal and all of that. Uh, Saturnine, which this is the first time I'd actually seen Saturnine outside the free comic book day mm-hmm. issue. And I'm like, oh, what's Emma Frost doing? And I'm like, that's not Emma Frost. But it looks a lot like <laughs> it, Emma Frost. It looks a lot like her, except she's better than Emma Frost. <laughs> like too, too freaking close. That's another thing too. I mentioned the free comic book day issue. Don't worry, everyone, if you didn't read the free comic book day issue, because it's just fucking in here. Mm-hmm. They just literally sub it in and that's the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like I couldn't. Like I thought I was going crazy. I thought I picked up the wrong book. I'm like, this is just the free comic book day issue, and I'm like, oh, it's actually very important. So they just put it in here. <laughs> well, which is good. It means they're thinking about it. Absolutely. So, uh, the sword bearers of Erico, the d- extended family of Apocalypse, and their army of demons are attacking the Starlight Citadel now, or they're attacking another place on their way to attack the Starlight Citadel. Yeah, yeah, they they attacked. Uh, was it Dry- Dryadon or something? A city, city on the way to this, to the citadel, and yeah, yeah, trying to make their way there. Uh, the summoner comes back from the mission that Apocalypse sent him on that scouting mission from X Men Twelve, and uh, hey, guess what? Everything is fucked, and everything is going to hell. Yeah, yeah, he th- as he says, he thought he was going to be the herald of of the, the new age of Apocalypse, but he's just the herald of the fall of Araco. Yeah, it's uh, it's freaking nuts, and uh, Apocalypse basically has to come clean to the rest of the Quiet Council about everything he's been going on, building portals and everything, which is apparently not against mutant law, which seems like an oversight to me. Yeah, I, I do like that he brings up that like the fact that like like any old mutant can just build a gateway, just as long as like Krakoa is like, yeah, that's cool is cool with it and in fact Krakoa kind of ends up being the deciding vote on not closing the portal because uh, Krakoa wants to be reunited with its other half back when they were one one supercontinent which actually gets named this issue Oraco. oh yeah Okara or Coral or Raka this man until someone says this out loud we're not going to know how any of these are properly pronounced <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so uh, I-, I like that no one actually wants to join Apocalypse's team to go back there, so he basically gets all the black sheeps and fuck-ups from every team to come <laughs> yep. and help him. Yep, and Beast. <laughs> who just wants to keep tabs on everyone else, which is very fitting with how they've been writing him in X-Force. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, hey, shocker, surprise, surprise, but uh, the summoner, the creepy albino who's been nothing but creepy, was actually evil the whole time. <laughs> See now that surprised me because I I was guarant I was definitely thinking that Apocalypse was going to turn on the X Men after seeing that his children were alive because oh, that was something he didn't know were was alive and that's why he like broke down the way he did when he first saw them and I thought that was going to be his turn where he's like oh no fuck this I'm going to team with my children yeah yeah and maybe he would have uh, if they had given him a chance but they literally <laughs> stab him right away. <laughs> Which is kind of great, too, where it's like, oh, so this is all Apocalypse's fault, and his sins will now be delivered upon Krakoa <laughs> and everyone else just because they let him be part of it. Yep. It's a hell of a, a hell of a thing, ain't it? 
It is. It is. Yeah, it's a hell of a hell of a thing. And then, like, a million other things happen in the book, too. Uh, Saturnine and the Starlight Citadel don't want to get involved in the fight. And it's like, well, hey, I thought you guys were supposed to be the good guys. No, actually, we're doing the whole morally gray thing. Yeah, we don't want to get involved in mutant mutant affairs, but you brought it to our doorstep, so now we have to. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, which is funny because it's like, oh, hey, the sword bears look really evil and look like the bad guys, but they actually have, like, a pretty, like, relatable reason for wanting revenge on Apocalypse. Mm -hmm, And then mm -hmm. Saturnite's like, oh, well, you guys look like the good guys. Oh, no, you guys actually suck, though. (laughs) (laughs) Again, you're a tricksy hobbit there, Hickman, playing around with uh, our preconceived notions of good and evil. (laughs) And then, uh, as many people in my comment section were quick to tell me, this is all to set up a tournament arc. Yeah, this is all to set up the Cell games. Yeah, this is how we're going to figure it out. It's like, look, there's too many factions and too many superpowered people too angry. Look, we're going to have a big old tournament, and that's how we're going to figure it out. Everyone bring your own magic swords, and in three days, we'll have a big wrestling match. Yeah, we'll, we'll meet in the, in the Walmart car park, and... <laughs> And we'll fight. <laughs> and fight it out. Only on pay-per-view. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. It's the big mutant slam. <laughs> and, um, yeah, they're sure to name all of the swords so we know which ones are going to be used. Uh, it was very interesting, though, that both sides named Muramasa as a sword. Mm, I didn't catch that part. Interesting. Yeah, so uh, I don't know what's going to happen with Wolverine. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Because, yeah, he's obviously holding it in the frickin', uh, what is it, promotional mm-hmm. artwork that we've mm-hmm. seen. Yeah, so uh, which side is he going to fight on? <laughs> mm. And then just to really uh, top it all off and everything, Cable and Cyclops and Jean Grey find basically a derelict sword spacecraft. Yeah, that's just, uh, how much shit is hanging out around the fucking sun? <laughs> so much, like all the things. Like, it's just, it's just parked next to the forge. <laughs> Apparently, real estate is just super cheap there. You can just get whatever you want. (laughs) But yeah, so uh, get ready, everyone. We're going to get 11 more issues in the next month and then 11 issues the following month. Sometimes three a week. Why is this? I'm all for reading this. Like, I I really want to read all this. But but like a part of me is like, why is this fucking 22 issues long? Holy fuck. We are in a unique position as people who run YouTube channels and want to keep stuff fresh and interesting. It's like, do do I cover all three parts in one video and just have it be like 20 minutes long? Do I try and do it like individually and just try and put a DC video there as like a blocker in between? I don't know. <laughs> I still don't know, everyone. Get get ready for that, everyone. Yeah, yeah, it's... It's, it's quite a thing. I'm going to be intrigued to see if it actually has, like, the legs to last 22 issues. I'm, I'm pretty confident with, with uh, Hickman, Teeny writing it. Yeah. Yeah. Though it does also kind of feel like a man at the height of his power, where it's like, I need 22 issues to yeah. tell this epic tale. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, this is only the middle part of something, right? Just like your whole Infinity uh, Builders thing was just the middle of your Avengers story leading up to Secret Wars. This is just the middle of something till we go to something bigger. Yeah, well, yeah, we still got to, like, are they still doing all that, like, Moira stuff that they were yeah. apparently doing? And, yeah, we yeah, got, like, but- all this all this shit to do. Yeah, Moira and what is it? The machine aliens from the future and everything. Yeah, the chimeras and all that. And yeah, the chimera. Yeah, we haven't heard about that in a bit. Oh, that's coming. That's coming. <laughs> that's part three. <laughs> that's part three. You know, we gotta we gotta do all this magic sword stuff first. <laughs> uh, Sal from Comic Pop, my other co-host, he actually had a very interesting theory, and I bet he's right. 
uh, much in the same way Hickman, his ultimate Avengers event was called Secret Wars. He assumes that probably the ultimate X-Men story that he's going to be building up to will be called Age of Apocalypse. He'll just reuse that again. It's possible. I mean, I think someone noticed that like uh, when he when Hickman did a story back in way back in 1995 for Age of Apocalypse, uh, mm. it actually directly ties into this. <laughs> Oh, of course it does. It's all, it's all <laughs> like, like, like it has the same characters and everything. <laughs> it's all connected, man. But yeah, I'm, I'm interested. It was a good story creation, a lot to take in. And I hope you've been paying attention. <laughs> yeah. The, this is, this is where it all like comes down to. You've got to have, you've got to have all your flow charts out and like all your timelines and everything and know what's happening. You know, it's funny. I'm also very much reminded of when all of this was happening with Avengers back when you and I worked at Name Redacted, and I just threw up my hands and checked out at that point. You didn't. (laughs) You kept up with all of it, and you would tell me about it when we would do shows. So I feel like we're at that point now where some people, this is already too much for them, and they're going to be checking out. (laughs) Yeah, one issue in. Yeah, they're already done with this, that this is too much. Because, yeah, like, when the planets were all folding in on themselves and the Illuminati and there were three different Avengers books going on. Yep, yep. How how cute is that? We thought three Avengers books was too much. (laughs) Oh, What what simpler times, what sweet summer children we were back then. Remember when Empire came out and it was six issues and it was quick? (laughs) And it was done and that was it? Good shit, good shit uh alrighty then what uh, what else did you have this week matt uh we i had about x-men forever <laughs> uh i had quite quite like a flash centric week or at least early in the week because i had two big flash books that's uh, right there were two big flash books this uh week. the first one being speed metal the uh, yes, the, the, the death metal time which again kind of required reading for both this event and also what's going on in Flash, it would seem, which is maybe a why bit. I was a little lost during some of it. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Um, so yeah, the the Flash family are out running uh, the Darkest Night, the the Manhattan powered Batman who laughs, mm-hmm. um, and they they got to try and find a way to way to stop him. So they come up with a plan to try and find the Mobius chair again and get get Wally back on the Mobius chair so he can use his the the little power he has left to try and fix all this and get it to wonder woman fix the whole universe question was the mobius chair always stuck in the speed force or is that something they just come up with here because i never read flash forward yeah no so this uh, this actually directly references that goddamn thing i had to buy (laughs) at the end of the flashpoint graphic novel which where were they included so an issue they never even came no, out yeah. with. No, yeah. Okay, okay. And, it, so I, and that's the thing. It, Joshua Williamson had to do that because that's where it was. Okay, thank you. So I'm not stupid. DC is dumb for not <laughs> coming out with the last issue because it was also tied into 5G and everything else and we didn't want to do that. Oops. Yeah, no, the chair is stuck in, in, in there because Wally went into the Speed Force and the timeline to try and fix it. And that's where the Batman who laughs found him and stole the chair. And he can't use the chair because um, it won't accept his power because he doesn't have he doesn't have enough anti-crisis power, whereas Wally does. And that's why he wants Wally, because Wally has that power. Well, you just blew it wide open, Matt, and answered a question that I felt very stupid about. <laughs> but yeah, you yeah, know, the uh, the book sets up this cool quest. They get a uh, cool dark multiverse 
costumes make them all look like black flashes yeah i I like them i think there's only just for this issue really yeah (laughs) i really like wallace's where he's got the visor and he looks more like his dad (laughs) the new 52 reverse flash he should he should keep that actually especially if they're gonna keep making him like an anti-hero character anyway in titans and stuff (laughs) he should keep the costume yeah yeah and um yeah so um uh, again this was kind of like like barry kind of reuniting with with wally uh as well because in in the flash book in not the issue that came out that this week the issue that came out the last issue uh barry ends up hearing wally because wally wasn't involved in the finish line story Mm. um he ends up hearing his voice to come look for him and that's where it leads into this right and uh yeah they they end up uh running running through the, the the dark knight and running into the time stream and wally ends up getting get he uses the spirit bomb and gets all the powers of, really of, of the other speedsters and actually ends up going back into his old costume that was a really nice moment that was a really well done both art and story coming mm-hmm. together in the way that they only can in comics yeah and he, he runs so so fast that he runs back into that void that he got himself trapped into uh, by mr by dr manhattan um and it's a void that the the flash family have been using as like a safe haven yes kind of a nice bringing it full circle i like i think his words were you know and oh i'm trapped in the place i was before the only difference is you know before i was the hope but you know now i have hope that i'll return one day yeah all, all the family is safe all the family is safe and yeah what wallace goes off uh wally goes off to to find the mobius chair and use yeah, the mobius yeah. chair to to get to wonder woman who's busy out on where, where, where is she she's in final crisis at the moment yeah with superboy prime you know it's funny this story takes itself so much more seriously because you know it has to because it's trying to wrap up so much flash and trying to make mm-hmm. fans feel good and promising oops sorry we fucked up the flash family promise we won't do it again until we do but there were two really good jokes in here that i enjoyed the first is the darkest night being like hey isn't it tradition for a flash to die during a crisis <laughs> yeah I, I do like that he's become self-aware of all of this it's like hey, oh, yes. flashes die at all these crises which one is it going to be this time supreme power makes you self-aware and the other one is uh wally when he finally gets his red suit back he's like hey batman who tries to <laughs> that was great that was pretty cool i love that too i'm like there we go that's uh williamson remember this is all supposed to be a comedy <laughs> yeah 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 and again gutter is stressed to people this is like schlock is comedy it's it's not meant to be taken fully seriously it's fun how uh, how do you think though moving forward because i know a lot of people are like oh good they finally fixed wally oh good everything's gonna be back to normal under williamson i'm like guys williamson's done his run <laughs> yeah he's finished his run yeah he wrote over 100 issues he's done again you are up to the mercy of whoever the fuck comes next <laughs> um i don't think they have like a, a full-time writer on that book yet i think it's they do not they do have a writer for next issue and i'm blanking on his name but um i think they're like just like like a fill-in like doing a couple right. of arcs before they actually get like a proper uh ongoing writer it's one of those like is everything gonna be good now i'm like well, there's no promise of that there's never <laughs> any promise of that yeah ne- never never accept promises in comic books <laughs> no never never it's like nightwing's back everything's good again is there gonna be a new run no nah, it's still jurgens oh okay <laughs> we, we gave you these characters back but we have no direct plans for them sorry yeah yeah 
But be happy in this moment, though, because you'll probably be sad after. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I liked Speed Metal, too. Speed Metal was pretty solid. Yeah, it was great. And um, the other Flash book I had was obviously Joshua Williamson's final issue with Flash yeah, 762. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh my god, this this issue is so fucking good. Um, good. So it's the, the, the ending of the finish line storyline. We've got Flash and uh, Reverse Flash running through time. Um, the Reverse Flash wants Barry to kill him because that's like his ultimate win over Barry, mm-hmm. for Barry to go against everything he, he has ever done Natural. and to kill the villain. Or, he, or they can just run through the Speed Force for eternity and kind of play the game of cat and mouse like they always do the 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 cycle of violence and misery and everything um barry however has has a great moment where he realizes no i'm not going to do that because while i've i've forgiven myself for everything that i've done and i know i'm going to make mistakes and everything and i can live up to the legend of the flash you haven't done that eobard so what flash does he 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 forgives eobard for everything he's done but he makes Eobard forgive himself by he does in a couple of issues ago Eobard like possessed Barry through the speed force by vibrating right. so fast he could go into Barry's body the speed uh, force can do anything <laughs> yeah the flash does that as well but he doesn't stay in there what he does is he puts an idea in Eobard's head that he can have peace he can forgive himself and because of that what that does is that changes the timeline so that eobard never becomes the reverse flash so the reverse flash doesn't exist everything everything that happened in the past actually does exist so there technically is a reverse flash right but no one knows his identity and eobard ends up living his normal life in the 25th century as a flash fanboy he's doing tours of the flash museum (laughs) for kids and everything um and the reverse flash does exist but no one knows who it was and no one ever will because the 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 records were 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 deleted or something um flash end ends up going back back uh to the normal time finds everything has been put back to normal as it was the family are all there and everything um he ends up going back and starting the investigation on the cold case the flat the reverse flash didn't want him to dig into which was the death mm. of a woman and oh, he goes b- he, this is going. he goes back to the house and he finds out that the woman is still alive and because the reverse flash doesn't exist anymore um and he actually ends up finding that that woman was eobard's great great grandmother i think it oh, was okay I, I didn't know um, where it was going <laughs> yeah no and uh, the thing is and, and barry says like oh ooh, that, that's quite a surprise uh, eobard would want me to dig into this but i'm not going to because that's what he would want mm. and i'm not going to give the, the villain what he wants um so he uh, he ends up like um going home and he ends up having a great moment with like it's it's kind of left ambiguous as to what it is whether it's actually like a ghost or like the speed force or something (laughs) um but he has a great moment with his mother where his mother asks him like why do you why are you the flash like why what is it because of me is it because of what happened to me is it like what is it and uh barry says it's not because of anything like that it's just because it's the right thing to do Mm-hmm. and he yeah he, he ends up just being flash and he, he promises iris that he, she's he's gonna go find wally and yeah the book ends on a, on a great panel where he runs Aww. into the speed force and sees like 
all of Joshua Williamson's covers for the comics and everything. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, that's sweet. Well, I'm glad that book had such a good ending. I think, yeah, you know, maybe tell no. I should sit down and read this now that it's all yeah, finally done. Absolutely, absolutely read it all. It's great. It's great. The only guy to stick around from DC Rebirth and do a whole entire run and have it actually be re- like consistently good shocking like i don't think there was ever a moment in that book where it was like oh wow this is like fucking awful that's so good you see yeah. less and less of those yeah i know right yeah i'm sure that will co- go down as a very good uh very good arc for people to be like no you got to read these years the williamson years because there's just so much content there oh absolutely this is like like i wouldn't i wouldn't put it up there with like flash rebirth or anything but it's very 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 close like read flash rebirth and read this that's good that's really good uh speaking of things that were really good and from dc this week and things that are sadly going to be ending soon uh suicide squad number nine. Ooh, this is a great issue man just when you think tom taylor uh has shown you everything he's going to show you uh he ends up doing something so fucking amazing and so out of left field you're like wait what yeah i i, I get again like going into this issue i knew like obviously ted cord isn't ted cord it's very yeah. obvious that it was a doppelganger or someone imposter imposing as him but yeah what what he does here holy shit i did not see coming also too they do such a good job tricking you because they're like oh it's the death of deadshot deadshot's dying this issue everyone get ready for it and that your mind is so focused on that that when he finally does the big surprise it's like hey everyone and again spoilers if you haven't read it yet but uh it's Black Mask who has been able to basically steal the forms of other people because he's using the technology that Tom Taylor gave him in the Year of the Villain issue. Yeah, a Year of the Villain issue that wasn't very good. I, I know we both no. didn't particularly like it, but like he paid it off. He fucking Boy, he the fucking madman. The maniac. He did it. He actually <laughs> did it. He brought something in from Year of the Villain that actually mattered and made this story better. <laughs> and made black mask like a, an actual threat yeah like an actual mastermind villain it's like okay well now it makes sense that he was only interested in oil and money and everything else because he's a small time crook playing a very big game mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that makes all the sense in the world i couldn't do it on my own as black mask so i had to steal ted cord's identity <laughs> now do you think deadshot is actually dead or do you think they're doing one of those metaphorical things Ooh, <laughs> That's the thing, like, we see him first, first he gets shot in the chest, and we actually see that. He gets shot in the chest. And then, like, yeah, Black Mask, like, shoots him out the window with what I imagine is actually the real Ted Cord. Um, yeah. And it, for all intents and purposes, it looks like he's fucking dead. He got shot in the head. Right. Then again, of course, uh, we've seen people come back from shit like that before, and the whole story leading up to this is Floyd being like, oh, I can't be dead shot anymore for my daughter. I need to try and do better. I need to aim higher, they keep saying. I need to aim for new goals. And I'm like, okay, is this like a metaphor thing there where it's like, yes, dead shot is dead because, you know, I want to try and be Floyd Lawton now in the future. I still think there's a 50-50 chance they might do that. They could do that, but as well as, like, I wouldn't put them past, like, like if tom came to them and said like i just i want to kill off deadshot like yeah. i just want to kill him off and they, they'll be like sure people love it when you kill characters so why yeah. not why not make I it one that. in the in the in the continuity for once they could also leave the door open to be like okay now the deadshot mantle is open his daughter literally becomes lady deadshot or kid deadshot or something they can you can have like a battle for the wrist guns Ooh, that'd be fun i could see <laughs> you that. get him you get that other guy who was deadshot Oh, yeah. 
the one that no one talks about <laughs> yeah yeah that other guy yeah maybe they bring back the fact that he was like a cowboy originally <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> remember the cowboy costume i remember the cowboy costume <laughs> i remember it because they use it in smallville <laughs> they do which is really fucking funny that they remember that deadshot is a cowboy sometimes <laughs> but yeah suicide squad is great this is one of the best suicide squad runs we've had in years i cannot believe it is coming to an end i know taylor has said where it's like no 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 i only wanted it to be this long but at the same time it's like oh come on you can't tell me you don't have more yeah in the tank. that's that's the thing it's like i'm sure i'm sure he had like other stories you could have taken these characters on you could have done this arc and then done some other fun fun arc with this new team yeah there absolutely oh. is absolutely room for that then again he keeps saying where it's like this is my last suicide squad story but not the last you see the revolutionary so wouldn't it be something if this book just uh rebranded after this and it's not suicide squad anymore it's deadshot and the revolutionaries or something that could be pretty cool i but although i think he was mainly talking about like they've been appearing in deceased i know they have yeah. like so i think maybe he might be talking about that yeah that could be something they do with it i don't know i'm sure too dc because everything is about multimedia now they would want you know something more in line with uh guns movie when that eventually comes out whenever that is whenever we're allowed to see movies again <laughs> yeah 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 but uh good shit good good shit yeah i liked it a whole lot uh, what else did you have matt uh what did i have what did i have i had where is it i had uh batman superman issue 12 i read this too yeah this was a great start to a brainiac arc yeah, you know, it's funny. I was kind of like, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, kind of cooling on this series. And then they're like, okay, what if we take Batman and Superman away for a little bit and bring in Steel and Batwoman? And I'm like, okay, now you have my attention. That really surprised me because I didn't know they were in this issue. And I'm like, oh, yay, Steel. People remembered he existed. KK, people remembered she exists. This, is this the first time these two characters have ever teamed up? I want to say yes. Yeah, I feel like it has to be. Yeah. And I kind of like this. I'm like, yeah, you guys kind of fill the same role in your respective family of characters. And that is you're part <laughs> of the family, but you're not invited. And it gets weird that you're not invited because you're like the one black guy and the one gay woman. And that you're not invited <laughs> that much. It's like, geez, Clark, geez, Bruce, you're trying to say something. <laughs> but yeah, they're, uh, they're fun. And this issue is basically them trying to put together clues of why Batman and Superman went missing. Yeah, and we, uh, we learned they went missing again. Uh, Williamson bringing back his whole like um, thing, which is it's, it's literally Brother Eye. Which yes. Batman is creating? It's and every other time that's happened is is gone horribly bad. Um, Batman and shouldn't he, be allowed near computers anymore. Yeah, and and here it's no different because uh, they use it to to um, attack the Brotherhood of Brimstone, which again bringing back Brimstone, which again is just so fucking weird. They bring that back. Chemo. Yeah, chemo is really cool. I like chemo. Um, chemo made of lava and the metal man and leviathan <laughs> i'm like goddamn williamson you madman referencing all these other stories and actually trying to have this stuff make sense and continuity yeah getting getting it all uh sort of set and everything yeah it references like supergirl and what's happening with her and everything and um yeah so they they end up uh tacking chemo and they bring back the, the little chemo thing that turns chemo into chemo mm. um to the bat cave to look over it and there was a virus in it and, and they don't know what the virus is but it came from candor 
Batman forgot to up his Norton for uh, mm-hmm. for that month. <laughs> yeah, he had it turned off. He, did, he wasn't subscribed. Free trial <laughs> ran out. There you go. It's, that was Alfred's job, and Alfred had to get in there <laughs> to update all the drivers and all the antivirus. <laughs> and then the cave tries to kill them, which is kind of fun because Batman has so many murderous toys. <laughs> yeah, you got the Bat Army, you got the Batwing, the Batmobile all trying to kill everyone. <laughs> And Superman just trying to punch them all away. Then the cave's going to explode. It's like, how bad is it going to be, uh, Batman, if the cave explodes really bad? <laughs> oh, yeah, I can imagine it would probably, like, wipe out Gotham or something. Yeah, really. Why Why do you have so much C4 here, Batman? There's covering the evidence and then making a statement. <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, they end up tracking that signal to the dark side of the moon where... Uh, where uh where um a a form of brainiac it's not the brainiac that was in supergirl recently or the one that's on the legion of doom it's an earlier version of brainiac um so there's three brainiacs wandering around at the moment why not (laughs) um and uh yeah they they end up going and trying to find it and it's all a trap all a trap to capture them and uh, Brainiac's been using Batman's, uh, what is it, predictive app to create robot versions of Batman and Superman's greatest villains. Yeah, and he's using the vil- he's using the heroes as like test subjects to test them. He's, he's and the, the heroes have got to go fight like like Doomsday and and Bane and all of these characters. Yeah, clever, clever story, clever, uh, clever idea for a plot. I like it's a Batman Superman story that's not really about Batman and Superman. Yeah. Oh, and, and as well, it also it, it it it's it's starting to make me think. And I think I think we even saw a cover of it, or, or Williamson uh, uh, hinted at it that we're going to be getting composite Batman Superman, mm, which makes sense. That'll nice. that'll be like Brainiac's ultimate weapon. All of oh, these I villains like are nothing, but we will create Superman and Batman together. All right, let's put five bucks on that right now. I think you're right. Yeah. That's almost certainly going to be happening. But yeah, that was fun. I dug that one again. Just when I thought I was going to quit that book, this new story pulled me back in. (laughs) Uh, So I had two last ones there, and I'll try and get through them really quick because, man, we've been talking for almost two hours. Yeah. Uh, I had uh, Venom, issue number 28. I haven't read this one yet. I flicked through it though, and I know, and I I, I saw the the big reveal. Uh, there's two big reveals actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, basically, this is where we get the history of this crazy alternate world, this dark future that uh, Eddie and his son have fallen into. And basically, the breaking off point when history changed is that that night when Eddie went to the church to try and kill himself, but ended up meeting with the symbiote. <laughs> He succeeded. Uh, that, yeah, he actually succeeded. He actually fucking killed himself, which means he never got the symbiote. But Annie, his wife, did. Yeah, she went back to the crime scene after after being filled with grief, and and yeah. the, the symbiote was just hanging around in yeah. in the church, just hanging yeah. around, waiting, waiting for someone. I cannot believe that all these years later, between this story and the brief scene in the movie, that fucking Lady Venom is getting so much love. <laughs> it's just so weird. <laughs> It's because she was just a really good cover. That's why they even kind of recreate the cover in this issue. Yeah. Uh, Annie's leading a whole team of Sim soldiers, which is, you know, made up of people you would consider like Spider-Man and Deadpool and Andy Flash Thompson's old sidekick and a sane Cletus Cassidy. Yeah, a, a very sane one, which which really surprised me because you see the reveal of all the all the people with like Peter Parker with a mustache and, <laughs> and and Wade Wilson and yeah, Cletus Cassidy who's yeah, completely completely sane. Sane in this universe. They say like, "Oh yeah, we got Reed Richards and everyone working on." I'm like, "Oh, so you could cure his insanity in the main universe, you just don't do it." <laughs> 
Uh, that's a fuck of a thing. Uh, we get the big reveal of uh, who Virus was, and I actually feel kind of stupid for not guessing this. But uh, yeah, Virus was Matt Gargan. It was Scorpion. That, that, that's pretty cool. I know me, me and our, our our mutual friend Kurt were having a good laugh on Twitter about it because everyone thought it was um it was going to be like toxic or, yeah. or someone related to that. So like um books featuring that character sold really high on yeah, on ebay yeah. <laughs> and we got a good laugh that it wasn't even related to that character <laughs> wah, wah, character you already knew which makes sense because he's like no you know venom took the symbiote away from me and made me a nobody again and he crippled me and i'm like yeah all right that makes sense and also makes yeah. sense why he's using shitty surplus to go after venom yeah yeah because <laughs> he can't afford nothing else and he gets a new symbiote scorpion costume that's actually pretty solid yeah it looks really cool that one's pretty good, and uh, I was right about this, but yeah, Codex is totally Dylan all grown Dylan. up in this universe. Yeah, this is what which, he'll become. <laughs> which makes a lot of sense, too, because it's like, well, yeah, he didn't have a dad in this universe, didn't he? So when he was born, uh, what is it? he didn't have Eddie to show him the way, and he became this big evil tyrant. I'm like, right on, that's actually really good storytelling. Yeah, he, he Null got to him, basically. Though they have not mentioned Null, which is interesting. Not yet. I imagine he's, he's coming. He's still coming. Yeah, he's still coming. He's coming and he's coming hard, Null. <laughs> Does Null just rule the universe, but, like, Dylan rules New York or that's something? What I, that's what I thought. Like, yeah, Dylan, like, gets Earth or something, you know? Yeah. That, that's, that's what I thought the implication was. He gets Earth in the divorce. Yeah. He only gets to see Earth on weekends and holidays. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, Venom continues to be really cool. This was like a big story-centric one to try and build up this Venom Beyond uh, universe. But uh, yeah, it's good. It's good shit. I dig it. I wonder when we're going to get back to goddamn the Maker in the in the 1610 universe. Yeah, he just ran off to the Ultimate Universe and we didn't see him again. Maybe, maybe when we get another Ultimate event, maybe that's going to be <laughs> another book. I don't know. I I have to imagine it's gonna it's gonna tie back into this. It's, it's gonna be like once this this venom beyond like event comes to its finale that's going to be like the teaser at the end uh, quite possibly i mean this has been the book where all of it has been happening yeah yeah it's been a hell of a thing uh the last one i read and i'll just get this one out of the way because again fairly short uh immortal she-hulk number one i haven't read this one yet but i flicked through it yeah, uh, there's not a hell of a lot going on here. I think a lot of people very wrongly thought like, oh, we'll read this book and Ewing will make She-Hulk back to normal again. No. No. No, that was never going to happen. He's just adding more context to his own Green Door story. He's not going to step on what Aaron is doing in his book. And if you want classic sensational She-Hulk back, wait for the TV show. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's literally all it's going to be. But this is fun to see Ewing go back and basically do a smaller version of what he did with Stern, the leader, and being like, okay, so here's every time that uh, Jen Walters has died, but let us actually explain it in now the new parlance of the Green Door and how it was affected. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah, it's pretty good. You know, it's her dealing with death. Uh, so she tries to talk to Wolverine and Wolverine's like, yeah, I don't try and think about all the times I've been resurrected. So he's unhelpful. <laughs> Then she talks to Thor and it's like, well, Thor, you're immortal. How am I going to deal with it? And Thor's like, oh, no, I'm totally not immortal. In fact, I totally saw my own death just recently in my own book. Oh, and then I killed Galactus. He thought he was immortal, but I killed the fuck out of him. So probably someone can kill the fuck out of us, too, and keep us dead. So, you know. 
I like the continuity they've been keeping with with Thor in across these books. <laughs> Absolutely, there's lots of good. Con- she even says, "I don't like that you shaved your face; you look better <laughs> with the beard." Yeah, and he agrees, and I, I like that he shaved it because it made himself think about his father whenever he looked in the mirror, and he didn't want to think about that. Yeah, I need to be more kingly and not think of my dad. And then finally, we see the leader again, who's like, "Ho ho ho! I've you know gained control over the the place below all." They finally give it a name: the place below all. And the green door, and oh, I can, you know, choose who lives and dies now. I'm basically God, and oh, fear the red door, Jen Walters, for if you die again, I'll be sure you uh, stay dead this time. <laughs> so yeah, that that was basically the book. It was just kind of a sad time for Jen Walters. She just can't catch a fucking break. <laughs> I guess I guess it's nice that she gets a little taste of what's going on in the Hulk, which is probably like the best Hulk run we've had in decades, so they can collect this later in the trade. But it's like, so what's this going to mean for the Hulk book? Nothing. What's it going to mean for the Avengers book? Also, probably nothing. <laughs> yeah. Isn't there also like a Hulk one-shot coming out this, this coming week that yes. that's semi-related to it or something? Yes. It's not Ewing writing it. It's someone else, though. Oh, okay then. But yes, it's in it's in that family. They they had mentioned a bunch of Hulk one shots. The first one came out, I think it was Jeff Lemire, and now this one is coming out too. Yeah, they did like a Spider Man one as well from Tom yes, Taylor. Yes, that was the, yeah, that was the one yeah. I was thinking of, which was also kind of disappointing and forgettable. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. Which is a shame because it's like, come on, this is the best Hulk run in forever. Tom Taylor's a great writer. How does this not work? <laughs> they they do have one fun retcon though which again doesn't matter for anyone unless you're like super into the shit where mm-hmm. it's like uh what is it she dies during civil war 2 wasn't a coma actually died and uh, she's talking to to her uncle to Brian Banner and she's like oh fuck i guess i must be in hell cuz you're here and then it's like oh you know i was just talking to uh whatchamacallit i was talking to doc sampson he was just here you just missed him and i'm like oh is that why he came back to life during civil war ii and no one had a good answer why now we finally have an answer why yeah i guess so and i'm like cool that changes nothing for civil war ii in this story but it's nice <laughs> to know you were paying attention ewing <laughs> give some reason to doc sampson who we haven't seen since <laughs> Pardon? oh no he's he's all over that hulk book Oh, is he? Oh, I can. Yeah. Because oh, yeah, I know Doc he. Sam- I know he was in like the first couple of issues, and I didn't realize he stuck around. Oh yeah, he's he's all over the Hulk book. Can't uh, can't get rid of him. Being still yeah. probably the worst psychiatrist. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Bruce, how's that make you feel? Angry? Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that one was solid. What uh, what else did you have? If you just want to lightning round them, there, it's getting late. <laughs> yeah, I, I've got two more books. I got uh, the the new Juggernaut book that started oh, yeah. this week. I- I picked that up too, but didn't read it. Is it fun? It looks fun. It is fun. It is fun. Um, we find uh, Kane Marco is working for Damage Control as a oh, wow. as a, a one man demolition team. He, he's <laughs> taking down da- taking down buildings that are um that were uh, left over from like like superhero fights. Like I think it's implied like the the <laughs> ones he's taken down are left over from like War of the Realms, like ones well, that were damaged know. and everything. Do, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life <laughs> um we get an intercut with a story about how um back way back in the uncanny x-men when uh magic took his uh Gemma Sitarak and destroyed it how he got sent to limbo yeah um and we we get to see like a little brief story with him in limbo and how he gets out of limbo because he's mm. been there before he knows what what's needed and everything um yeah so he ends up destroying all these buildings and there's he finds like squatters living in one of them and one of them is a powered girl who has like kinetic force powers and Mm. thinks um 
uh, her name's Decel, which I think is a pretty cool name. <laughs> but uh, but as Kane says, it make, makes her sound like a battery. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, um, they end up getting into a fight um, because Kane's trying to kick him out so he can destroy this building, and they don't want to leave. And um, uh, the woman ends up getting hurt inadvertently by Kane. Um, bringing some rubble down on her and Kane ends up taking her to the hospital and finding out she's kind of like, she's like a social media influencer, like she's a, pr- <laughs> a, pr- a prank channel owner um, oh, that's where she funny. uses her powers to do stuff like makes like elevators take an hour to get to the bottom floor or like confetti and parades take five hours to drop to the ground and stuff oh, like that's that. Funny. Um, and Kane's like, doesn't understand it because he's like an old man he doesn't understand like why are these pranks so popular and everything and uh the woman trying to convince him to sort of do his own sort of channel uh (laughs) for rocks tube and like you could be like the big guy who helps the little guy and everything and kane's not interested in any of that this is jackass yeah he just wants to like work for damage control and all that and um the ending of the book implies that he's going to go fight the hulk because the hulk has uh it's at some point destroyed like like people's homes in like a big battle he was part mm. of and the people are like you know homeless and they need money to help so uh the girl diesel decides like oh maybe you should like go find the hulk and like beat his ass and get him to pay for all this stuff <laughs> and i'll record it and put it on rocks tube <laughs> wow that's a that's a big idea concept i like yeah. that. that that sounds like my jam the kind of like down and out scrappy guy trying <laughs> to work his way back up i like that yeah it's, it's great I, I really enjoyed it and also seems to have nothing going on with krakoa even though they're sure to tell you in they, the x-men books to pick it up they do mention krakoa because um uh kane thinks the girl is a mutant because she has powers oh. and he's like oh well, i can you know just take you over to krakoa and they can help you out and then we learn she's not she just got her powers from like a science accident right of course um, which much like him only half mutant the rest is magic mm. so i'm assuming he doesn't get to go to krakoa well that's the thing maybe they might go to krakoa maybe they don't again he's like like not technically a mutant so mm. So like yeah, does he get special privileges because he's technically related to Xavier? Again, it's not all explained, and I imagine it will. And also, I'm wondering like how he has powers because doesn't he didn't he lose them in that in that Sin Eater to Sin Eater in that um, yes in that book like yeah, and he doesn't technically have the gem either. Yes, because so like, they also did a thing in what was it X Men Black Juggernaut. Where he yeah. like goes back to the cult of Ciderac and like, actually, there are many Ciderac gems out there with amazing powers. You just got the one of strength. And he's like, cool, I'm going to go look for them like the, the Dragon Balls. And then that never happened. <laughs> Oops. Well, maybe we might get an, an, an explanation on all of that. Potentially, yeah, we'll see. The fact is no one cared about Juggernaut to remember what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. But if this this whole thing sticks and he becomes like like a youtube prankster that'll be pretty fun <laughs> that is fun i like that that's that's interesting that's a good pitch i'll have to read that now yeah um the uh, final book i had one? uh was action comics issue 1025 right more this superman the the continuation of the the house of kent storyline that gives us some really great reasoning as to why someone like leon and dr glory and all that could just come out of nowhere Yes, I saw you mention this on Twitter that you were actually happy that uh, yeah. Bendis came up with a sufficient answer. Yeah, uh, the answer is they're from Earth 3. Oh. Um, we, we learn at the start of the story, Dr. Glory, while on Earth 3, was kind of like like a multiversal coyote, and she'd ferry people who wanted to get off the Earth to other Earths um, for mm. a price. 
um and um leon ends up being her last customer because they just get they're getting sick of earth three because uh, <laughs> like outside they they see like the crime syndicate blowing yeah, sure. shit up and everything and um they just want off this earth so and that's how they end up coming to uh the prime earth and sort of setting up this this whole organization and also explains why dr glory is so intrigued and like uh, multiversal gateways and how she could open doors to G- gem world and trap superboy there and oh. everything huh. it, it all comes back it all comes back um uh in in the present the superman family are uh, uh trying to find uh the the uh was it the invisible mafia's uh hideout they end up finding it um and just like wrecking it and finding it it's been like recently abandoned so Someone like, in the chat just said, wasn't Earth 3 destroyed? Yes, but then Perpetual yes. brought it back because she only brought back the evil Earth. Is mm-hmm. it an ass pull? It sure is, but... <laughs> but it explains it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they end up finding the the Invisible Mafia's base, and because of that, Leon orders Glory to pull pull out her, like, uh, break glass if Superman fucks everything up <laughs> thing. Um, and the plan is they, they end up uh, pulling a parasite... Uh, from another earth that on its earth killed superman as well as everything on earth and absorbed all his power so it's like a super 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 powered parasite um they pull it from another earth and they just sick it on the superman family um all while the um the daily planet still going through the whole fbi thing uh leone turns up and and uh, accuses Lois of being from another Earth, so I think oh. she's got like, like information from the Earth Three Lois, who was technically Superwoman. Yes, um, that's right. yeah. Wasn't there a whole thing there mm-hmm, with like Ben mm-hmm. just like trying to be like, oh, you know, is it, Lois might be evil. Oh, she's here on the cover of the Year of the Villain thing. So clearly, he had some ideas there that may not have had full fruition, but they're coming back. Yeah, yeah. And so, so Lois is dealing with that while the Superman family deal with this parasite that seemingly kills connor kent oh it ends up like grabbing him and just like taking all his life force and just dumping his body on the ground Uh-oh. yeah we killed another super boy uh-oh <laughs> i'm gonna call child protective services on us at some point the rate in which all these super boys are dying <laughs> that, uh, that that's going to be the next uh, his final arc uh, superman versus Ch- cps <laughs> <laughs> Now, Mr. Superman, as you can see right here in Exhibit A, a lot of children keep dying around you. Oh, I don't, I don't see you give Batman this much trouble. Wait, Batman has dead children too. Oh, we'll be paying him a visit. <laughs> oh, now. he has just so many, so many. <laughs> you, you don't even know how many dead children he has. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Earth three. There's an answer. Yeah, it's cool. He's, again, it's all coming back around. All coming back around. All the stuff he set up right at the beginning. It's all coming out. I wonder if he had been a little quicker with that, if people would have been a little happier. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, probably not. Fair enough. So is that everything, Matt? Is that everything we read? That's everything. Boy, this was a humdinger of a show, everyone. This was just filled with everything. Thank you for the 30 people who stuck around with us uh, late into this sunday night it's very much appreciated uh, as always if you're a patron you'll be sure to get this uh, episode in both video and audio quality before anyone else 
Uh, I always try and drop it on there as best I can uh, when when I'm not down to the wire, which is usually every time. Uh, <laughs> for everyone else, uh, Wednesday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can find the show uh, on the channel there. Uh, again, if you want to support the show, please buy something off my Amazon storefront. I always have the links down in the description. Uh, anything you would normally buy, just buy it through my link. It would be appreciated. No, it would really be appreciated because Amazon wrote me and said I have 90 days to sell something or they're going to fucking cut me off. Oh, really? They do that? God they damn. do that it started as 120 days and then when i got down to the wires like okay now you got 90 days and i'm sure they'll write <laughs> me again when it's 40 days etc etc oh that, that sucks i know i recently got like like a check from t uh not t public uh book depository book depository yeah same it's probably the last one here's your last check <laughs> because we're not doing this anymore because now you have to pay us to have a thing <laughs> book depository was so good to us we wouldn't get checks regularly but every now and again we get a nice surprise so you know <laughs> everyone who was buying stuff off book depository we really thank you and really appreciate everything you were doing i know it was great because you could use paypal for that and that was awesome and wonderful but again if you buy anything off amazon in the next 90 days or so please <laughs> consider using this link you'd be doing us a hell of a solid <laughs> all right then everyone we'll start winding down the show thank you so much we'll be back again next week and uh, hopefully we won't be taking another week off no no i don't think we will be <laughs> no no all right everyone bye-bye now bye